Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing on this wonderful night? <laughs> I'm doing quite well, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in a new a new house. I think this is my first uh, podcast from the new place, actually. Oh, really? It sounds a little bit different. A little bit, uh, a little reverb. Oh, is there a little echo? No, no, it just it has a nice, warm, homey feeling. So looks like you made a good decision in regards to picking a place for the podcast. We have a really good show today. Um, we're going to be talking about a subject that both Ryan and I have a lot of experience with. And I think if you, you do anything in like the content marketing space as an SEO, which is a lot of us, um, you're going to get some good advice out of this one. Definitely a little bit of perspective. So do you want to kick off the subject matter for us tonight? Yeah, we're going to be talking about should you be spending all your time coming up with new ideas for content or should you be optimizing and updating the stuff that you already have and kind of making it better? You know, there's uh, different things that you're going to do with both of these things. Um, but which one do you really get the best return on? That's a great point. So really, you can approach this all sorts of ways because I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are like, well, I probably like refresh some pages, but I don't really know which ones and I don't know how often I do it. And actually, you're right. <laughs> I do only write new content and I don't think about my existing content that much. So we should really break it down, really why you should consider it and how you go about doing it and the best practices. So to start, Paul, how often are you really you know, taking a step back, looking at all the content you've produced for the websites you've worked on? And you're like, okay, I should take a look. How do you go about starting? Because how you do it might be a little bit different from how I do it. So, okay, here's how I do it. Uh, you know, I look at what my website rank, ranks for versus a competitor. Uh, and then I, you know, I usually filter by like, I don't have anything ranking for this at all, right? So I know there's some kind of keyword gaps there. And then I look at what they're ranking for and see if it makes sense. Do I really want to rank for it? And then if I do, and there's enough keyword, a monthly search volume around that keyword, um, then I have an article written for it, right? And then it takes about three to four months. And then I look back in on the data and see, well, did I actually, am I actually driving traffic for it for the like initial keyword that I, that I was going for when this article was written? Um, and if it isn't, uh, I kind of try and figure out why, like, is it because the article sucks? Does it need some links? Is it just that competitive or is it just not optimized correctly? So for me, it's about every four months I go and take like a look back into the stuff that I've written, that I've written or had written. I don't really write anything at all. I'm a terrible writer. Um, but then I, uh, I review that information and see what, what I need to do about it. Gotcha. Three to four months. So you got some time with some of these strategies. That's kind of, you can kind of put it out there, kind of sit back yeah. on your million other projects and then got to go back to it. And go like, okay. Let's see how these things are doing. Yeah. I mean, like when I have content written, it's usually like in sort of large batches, you know? So it, it's not necessarily like, uh, it might get, it might get posted on a regular basis, but it's usually written like maybe 15 or 20 articles at a time or 30 articles at a time. And I get these back and they usually talk about like specific topics in it. You know, so like I'm trying to cover everything that's about this thing uh, when I have stuff written out. And then, so that's sort of how it's broken down. So it's easy for me to go back in and look at the keywords for that specific topic and the articles that I wrote around it. Mm. Then just like, you know, it's, it's not like a hodgepodge all over the place. It's like a little more organized. So I know like when I need to do like the check-in, you know? 
Yeah, I got you. Yeah, sometimes I think that when we we take an approach, we're not always having keywords in mind. And I think if I want to take a step back for a moment and really think about what I'm creating and what I'm trying to reoptimize or rework, it's like you look at a website and you're going to only have so many pages that for or for for like the primary keywords, right? So you're always going to have main pages that cover your main keywords that once you've kind of written those pages, they're kind of done. Primary service areas, primary products. Uh, your blog is always going to be like continuing to answer questions, getting the long tailed. You might have like long form articles that cover some stuff. But I think that's one the main ways that the reoptimization or that consideration comes into play is when it's like, I wrote all my main pages and it's not like I'm going to write more of those in the near future. You may, but it's only going to be finite. So those are the ones that I would imagine would be the ones that people are always focusing on reoptimizing or adding to over time. Yeah. So I think like if it's evergreen, right? So evergreen content has the has like the keyword uh, grouping for those things changed, right? Has like stuff been added to it or is there any like long tail stuff? You know, so like it makes sense to go back in and sort of see like what you can add into it because it's way easier to like add a paragraph to an already written article and it's making that article better um, and longer, which Google tends to like long form content more than short form content for the most part, when it comes to content marketing. If you, you kind of want to look back in on stuff like that. I wonder what the answer to this is sometimes. I'm going to ask you this question, Ryan. And I'm sure yeah. people listening have had this. Let's say you write like a list that's year specific, like top 10 local SEO tools for 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And it, let's say it ranks really well for like top 10 local SEO tools without the year do you just change the year on it or oh, do you oh, yeah, the you, whole thing no you do because um <laughs> and i can give you a couple examples i mean examples for like me for me I, I don't really do that often once the year is done it's done because i'm trying to write things that i know are going to be pertinent for that particular year and it should be different enough next year but you do always have to face the fact that like <laughs> someone in 2021 is not going to be like how to do this in 2019 unless they're doing a history report. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> it's not exactly like the most useful information. So if if you're ranking for a lot of terms and it's 2020 and then it goes to 2021, you're updating that page to say 2021. And another example I can tell you is like when I'm kind of reading some other people in the legal marketing industry, industry and they're writing articles that have done quite well, really long form, very detailed. Mm-hmm. I'll see that... <laughs> The URL will say 2020, the meta title will say 2019, uh, one of the subsections will say 2019, another one will say 2018, and you're like, you <laughs> have not been updating this that well, but, and they've been using it for you know several years. So you really want to piggyback off of the success you're having in authority, and you're, you could probably get away with updating just the year. And that being said, you probably should avoid putting the year in the URL structure. Well... Sometimes people do look for your specific stuff. I'm sure that I'm not giving like giving you like the best example right now, but like I'm sure you've been like uh, you want to see something that's like from a from a current year, right? Like the best video games of 2008 would stay 2008, right? Yeah, but like techniques <laughs> and something trending would would have to change. I mean, I think that article would be the best 2000 the games from 2008, and you know it's not 2008, right? You want to look back historically. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between being like, I want to know who the best NFL team well, was well, in 2002. Let's say, like, okay, situation that we both deal with: top SEO podcasts, right? Well, we want to see that the article was written in 2020, not 2019. Oh, so you're talking about just the update, especially if the search results includes date published. 
which is yeah, a yeah. Big cool. Show, I mean, they show you that in the Serps when it was published. So right, yeah. So you might want to just change that and then republish it <laughs> so there, that the date's new. There should be a plugin that just re- republishes everything a certain way, so every single day it shows that the published was the day of. Yeah, maybe we should make it. <laughs> That's so deceptive. <laughs> um, okay, but I would say if if the information in it hasn't changed. Which it, that could be the case because there's a lot of things where there really isn't that much competition and it really hasn't changed that much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably just get away with updating like the metadata and like anything that says like the previous year to the yeah. to the current year. You probably could, and you probably could, and if you're already like number one for like a bunch of the keywords, and um, one thing I'll mention now, I'll probably mention it later, but you're probably going to use Google Search Console quite a bit to just find all the keywords that certain pieces of content are ranking for that you ha- would have had no idea that it is. Um, you know, like you could use a tool like SEMrush and others to be like, oh, this particular like subdirectory gets all these keywords, but man, I don't know if there's any competing against Google Search Console mm-hmm. because you'll you'll pull up a page that you know is a popular page and has pretty good rankings, and you might think it ranks for like five or six keywords. And then you'll see like uh, showing one out of 10 out of 1000 search queries. And you're like, wait a second, that means Google Search Console thinks that I get impressions for a thousand keywords on this one page. What are they all? So that's going to be something that I definitely mentioned later on. So let me ask you uh, the same question you asked me. How often do you revise your stuff? So the, the revisions, they'll typically happen. It depends how many opportunities there are, how aggressive the campaign is, if I'm working in-house, if I'm not. <laughs> it depends on like, if, you know, what's, what's kind of going on. So um, I like the idea of at least an annual refresh in some capacity for main pages. And then you, it might be different kind of timeline depending on the page. So you mentioned kind of like a keyword um, approach to kind of seeing what's going on. I, I take kind of an organic traffic approach. So what we've kind of done is you know this works with people that have you know pretty consistent pretty thorough content plans have been going for a bit and it's basically going to google analytics and really drilling it down by landing page organizing it specifically by organic traffic and taking a look at all those pages that are just really not getting that much search volume and seeing if there are pages that were like yeah we kind of that was kind of a stretch there's more informative we didn't really know if those can hit or not or it's like a main practice area page or like a main service page where it's like this only got four searches in the past year and we really thought that like we saw the search volume and it's there so what 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 happened so it's kind of organizing it based off of the amount of organic traffic it's it's gotten to kind of take well you you mentioned like i I take a keyword approach and i wouldn't say that's true at all i I definitely look at like the traffic that it's driving right but then i it's always easy for me to tie back like the specific keywords that I was, I was aiming for in like that, that article, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I have like really specific outlines that I give to writers and it's like, this is, you know, this is what the topic's about. This is the H1, H2, H3. So, so I go into it um, knowing like what I should be getting of as a percentage of like the monthly search volume. Like if I'm in the top five for like that term. Oh, okay. No, I mean, that's, that's interesting. So would you say if it's something like, let's say a keyword has a thousand searches a month and you know that if someone were to get to it organically in the top three, that you should get X percentage of it. That's how I'm going about picking the topic anyways. Like in my mind, I'm like, well, it's realistic to have a top three ranking for this 
term, right? But then I might look in Google Analytics uh, three months or four months after I published it and I don't have any traffic to it. So I guess I had unrealistic expectations that I was going to rank for that, you know? So then I start looking at like, am I actually ranking for it in these terms? Cause it's not like I'm going to set up like keyword tracking for all this stuff. Right. Like, like I do way too much content um, to, to like, to track like all the keywords for everything. So I just like kind of spot check it and then like SEM rush and stuff like that. And then it just gives me, it lets me determine like, okay, well it says like, you know, I'm only 19th for this term and this is what the main thing was about. So like maybe it's just like that much more competition and then I'll just build some links and stuff to it. Um, uh, if, if it's that, or I might like completely change up like the content, like reshape it. You know, like add more stuff into it, update like they start doing the keyword stuffing. All right, all right, yeah. boys, let's go. Yeah. Let's hit it. Exactly. Put a lot more of the keyword in it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. And that actually that makes me think of a question. And if you don't know the answer to this, and this is for the listeners too, because this has really been kind of the bane of our existence as far as kind of knowing how content's performing. But um, Google Alerts are pretty cool. Um, and at Google Analytics, um, sometimes we use it to say, see if like anyone, instead of waiting like every month to see if content is really kind of moving along with like mm-hmm. a manual search, we'll do do alerts to be like, oh, has organic traffic gone up or 10 or 20%? Has it gone down 10, 20% like per account? But we haven't been able to figure out a customer um, alert for a notification for the first time a new piece of content gets its first organic visitor. Have you ever tried to like look into that? And if it's not Google Analytics, have you? Yeah, well, try to what, figure that out. Yeah, what you can do is set alerts and GA specifically that are like traffic related. I think you can drill down to like the URL level where it's like increased by 15%, 10%, whatever. Oh, so you can just put in like every time you add a piece of content, you're just, you would just have to be like, if this URL gets a visitor, let me know. So I know like, yeah, you, you could probably, it's never like a show you alert when you have one, it's like percentage increase or decrease usually. So like I have alerts now that's like, you saw a traffic increase of 15% overall to the website. I don't have it like, or like you, your goal conversion for this goal dropped X percentage or an increase X percentage, right? I, I usually use it more to like, tell me if something bad happened, you know? Yeah. I only want to focus <laughs> like, on the negative. Personally. Yeah. It's like, oh, we dropped 15% over this weekend for like this one goal. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's because it's 4th July or something like that. Right. But like it, it allows me to know, like, at least right after it happens, like within 24 hours that like, there's something wrong. And like, then I can look and see, well, is it a glitch with the site? Like, did it go down? Is there something else? You know, like, why did we lose like all of that? So uh, for me, if, if I get those, I do have them if it's like I've increased by X amount um, and it's been a really good like six months. So we've been seeing that pretty regularly. But for the most part, if I see an alert in there, it's there's something wrong. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I got you. You don't need to do any like pat on the back. You don't need to be like, I know that things are going well. I need to know when they're not going well. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm still trying to kind of not to like harp on it too much, but it's just interesting to know the moment that a piece of content that you write is like, okay, that particular piece of content started to get organic traffic. That's that's good. But you know, we found a topic that works, it's game searches. Like that's that's the only thing. It's it's good for the content team. It's good to, you know, validate people that especially when they contribute a lot of time to a particular piece of content, like, oh man, I I created a 4,000 word article that detailed everything about this thing for four hours. And I want to yeah. know the moment it starts to get traction, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I, I think when you, I think the most valuable thing, I mean, cause look, you could get like a visit 
for the first time, but then they bounce, right? So it's not really yeah, that satisfying. That's true too. Um, that so when not you, satisfying. <laughs> yeah. When you start looking at like um, time on page, I think like that's a really powerful metric for writers to see. So you're like, oh, well, we had 3,000 people visit this in a month and it only had a 10% bounce rate and it had like a 10 minute time on page. And like, that's a really long time for someone to be on a web, web page, right? Like an insanely long time. Right. So it's like that kind of stuff. I think where you're like, oh, I, I hit, I hit the nail right on the head, right? Like people, it's a low bounce rate and people are there for a really long time and they're interacting with the site afterwards, right? They're, they're or, going to other pages or it converts or it hits its goals too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but some of the, the pages that people spend the least amount of time on will have the highest conversions, right? Um, especially, I mean, especially if you're doing SEO, you, a lot of times you're ranking something that you don't expect someone to like, spend a long time reading, uh, but you do expect them to like convert, you know, like most home pages, things like that. Um, or just like lead gen in general. Uh, it's like you want quick conversions for that kind of stuff. So, you know, like there's less enjoyable for a writer to write a lot of those pages, but when you're in like, you know, real content marketing long, like long form stuff, it's like they can, you can really see them enjoy it. And if they did a good job with it, you know, I hear that writers, God bless their souls that, writing like six to eight hours a day. Yeah. But I actually was writing, writing like three, four hours a day. And I was just like, wow, this is tough. I couldn't do this every day, but it depends on the subject matter. Yeah. So, um, kind of going, going back to like the whole strategy about <laughs> spending time and like how much time do I have to spend reoptimizing website? And this happens a lot when just, you know, you're been aggressively adding content, you know, you probably listened to some of our, our podcasts in the, in the past and you're just like Paul Ryan, my God, I have just like the best system for creating content. I transcribe all my my uh, voice memos and my podcasts. I have four bloggers, all this stuff. And before you know it, you have thousands of pages on your website. And then you're taking a look at your analytics, all the all things going on our website. And probably this is probably far worse in my opinion or my experience, the 80-20 rule where like 20% of your content will produce 80% traffic. It's probably like 5% of your content creates 95% of the traffic it's probably extremely lopsided. Oh yeah. I mean, if I just think about the blog that I work on now, it, there's like 10 articles that drive like 80% of the traffic on the blog. Right. But there's way more than 10 articles. It's, it's always like that. Um, there's some, I mean, you're going to have way more misses than hits, you know, even, even when you work hard to like optimize it after the fact, I mean, you might see like a left, but some, some stuff you just got to give up on, you know, like you're just not going to, you're not going to do it with that one. So that's kind of leading to, to my um, kind of my process or, you know, the team's process for what to do with a lot of this content. Because when you go in and you go to organic, your organic traffic, you start narrowing things down or you start to, you have it from like descending order of what's producing traffic. You're going to start getting into over the past year or whatever time period you use until a lot, a lot, a lot of content that's going to get 10 or less visitors a year, really, really small amounts in a lot of cases. When you start going through them, of course, you're going to see things where it's like, yeah, that content was very specific. I could see that. And then you're also going to see content where you're like, this is outdated content that you've already rewritten it, probably the subject matter like a million times. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wrote about this for the seventh time. Or you know what? I spent a lot of time on this. This is supposed to cover some main keywords and it's not performing well. So there's a lot of different scenarios. And so I want to, Paul, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what our system is and we can talk about each item. Um, the, like the dentist system. It is. Well, it's like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but for well, content. it's like an 
Oh, I wish it was a good acronym, but it's, I kind of have like the RRRC right here, right? So okay. I have typically with any piece of content, you can either re-optimize it, you can redirect it, you can remove it, or you can consolidate it. Those are typically okay. the options that, that we have. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that. And those are like the things that I would have just said to do, you know, like I don't even have like your, your fancy way of putting it all together. It's the first thing uh, I've trademarked in the SEO world in my life. RRRC. No, I didn't. RRRC. But that's like it. RRC. It's like the, like burr. the burr method. That's burr. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. But no, but the burr is like so specific to something else too. It's um, not even catchy, but we both said it anyway. Anyway. Yeah. It's RRC, you know, RRRC. So, so think about that. These are the things that you could, if you can tell me that there's a bit, but this is as far as I know. So re-optimize is the most straightforward one. It's just like, you know what? This is a great article. I spent a lot of time in it. I personally wrote it and I it's checked it. It's the easiest it. one, and honestly. So it's really, you know, we have plenty of podcasts that talk about what the best methods are for re-optimization. As we know, it has a lot to do with best practices for on-page and it's could easily have to do with um, also adding more content. And um, in some cases, which is interesting too, is you might've written it and it was a page or something, and it just wasn't even linked properly in a website. And it's just sent alone without any ways of being navigated to. So there is always that yeah. possibility. That can be one right there. Yeah. Is it an orphan page? You know, well, like maybe it's not linked to at all. I call them island pages. You call them orphan pages. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't matter. I think what would people say orphan pages more commonly in this SEO community? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not the expert on what people in the SEO community say. Uh, um, I just know what that's what we call them. I have other people that, that call them that, but you know what I'm talking about. If I say an orphan I page, right? That's why. And then when I say island page, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And if you if you were to say like an island, it's on a, on an island. I would know what you're talking about. So island island page mon. <laughs> so it's um yeah. Just just don't call a URL URL and we're cool. That's all that, I'm saying. That's fine with me. So yeah, reoptimize. That'd be the first thing you'd want to do if you're going through your list. You narrow down like 500 pages. You're going to want to organize them accordingly. So you're like, all these pages were supposed to get traffic. They're supposed to get keywords. They were supposed to draw in more qualified traffic. You're definitely going to put them on track for reoptimization. This is not a reoptimization podcast. You can go back and we talk about on page a bazillion times. But anyway, that's what you would do. Instances of redirecting. So the redirect could happen in an instance where I, you know, I'm going to have to kind of do this off the cuff. There are some instances. I would say any instances of having earned backlinks to the page for any particular reason, mm-hmm. and you don't want to just not do anything with it. So you would want to redirect it at least at the very least to a page that's the most appropriate. Yeah, you if you have links going to even if you don't and it just isn't relevant anymore. Um like the example we gave earlier, right? Let's say you have a 2018 best something article. You wrote one for 2020, you have this old one. Just redirect it to the 2021 and if there's exactly. any links built to it, boom, you got you got this one in there now too. That was exactly the example if I had to provide one, that is exactly what it would have been. Yeah. This is perfect. why we've been casting together and it's still more or less working out. Because uh, I agree with that example very much. Um, removing, that's just an instance where it's not getting traffic and it's just not something that you would even bother to have on your website any longer. So it's just yeah. <laughs> something like, you don't do. <laughs> one thing 
I do want to say to SEOs out there, you know, it's okay to have a 404. It's not the end of the world. You know, like you don't have to like 301 redirect everything on the planet. Like Google understands stuff is going to be dead sometimes and not really go anywhere. You know, it's just an issue. And it's like tons of instances on your website. Obviously, that's not a good user experience. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't, what you don't want is like broken links, crazy stuff like that. And like, yeah, exactly what Ryan's saying is like, you don't want to provide like a bad user experience, but there's stuff that like, maybe it's just, you don't want it on there anymore. Like you don't have it, you don't offer it, you don't care about it. It's stuff like that. Yeah. And then, and plus, if you're concerned about that, just go request a removal on Google search console. If you're like annoyed about it being still indexed, you could make a really badass like, um, four or four page that's uh that's removed that happens um possibly the least but it has its place if you just don't want yeah it's, it's definitely the least likely of situations i think is is that one where you're going to get rid of all of something i i see it the really the most when it's like a blogs that are in, in, announcing like a like a hire or a fire that'd be a sickening kind of blog uh, right? announcing a firing we just fired so and so don't do that do they <laughs> I wish, but, but like, you know, if, if you're going through and you're like, oh crap, this page has been buried from a while ago and it's about someone that hasn't worked here for six years. Like that's a great example of a, of a removal. And then, um, and then consolidation is I think one of the more interesting ones. And this tends to ha- like, this tends to happen pretty often. And, and we actually encourage this one and encourage listeners to think about this one more because this happens when people don't really realize when they're, they're not as unique with their, additional content subject matter as they think they are. And you start to suffer a little bit with keyword cannibalization. Over the course of time, you know, you might find yourself answering the same questions, writing the same content, you know, if well, in your space, for sure. Oh, in my space, it's disgusting. It's, it's nonstop rampant, rampant, answering rampant. the same question. And then people think that they're writing about it or a different take or a different like viewpoint or angle about their content. And they don't realize like, no, that's pretty much the same thing that you wrote back in like April 2017, and you're you're essentially starting to compete with your own your own content. So, you know, consolidation works in two ways. It's like um, you're obviously making like the clear winner for that subject matter in your website, and you should be looking at that based off of probably if the two pages are competing for the same keywords, you're probably going to start on the one that already has better footing. So, if you have one that ranks like on the page seven for it, one ranks at page three. You're going to be like, I'm going to start with that one. Also, probably the one that's aged longer and has been indexed longer. And um, yeah, I mean, you can just simply take that content from the one that's like clearly the loser and probably holding back the winning page and just take whatever sections of it are the most unique and then just add it to the existing page. So not only do you have you know, a page that you can essentially remove that was competing with the page, but now you just have a bunch of additional content to... Yeah. To augment the results of the existing page. So that's kind of a bigger one that that should happen more and often. And if anyone listening to this seems like this is confusing or hard, it's because Ryan's just describing being an SEO. <laughs> oh, am I, am I not being clear enough right now? No, no, but uh, you're being very clear. But like, like this is what SEOs do. This is it. You're you, like, we're just like, we're putting it out there. Like, you are optimizing content and like, should you rewrite it? Should you like, put more keywords in it like this is the heart of what you do in seo oh um, yeah this professionally this is like me talking to like a cmo of a law firm that like knows seo pretty well and i'm like explaining 
based off they're looking at analytics what I'm going to do for their website. <laughs> like yeah, like to a like, T. This is what we're doing, and and if it's not this, we're like figuring out how to manipulate it to do this, right? Like other parts of of the algorithm. Yeah. Th- so. so this is literally like the conversations I have. Not not anything less. Not anything more. Straight up. This is it. So yeah, that was really you know that's everything that do you look at in regards to really spending time and seeing what your existing content's doing and just making the most of what you d- you've done. Because when you, when you think about it, it's just, and we, we've talked to content marketers and SEOs, and I feel like it's every conversation's about what to create, what, what else are we going to do? And it's not that often that people are discussing, well, how can we make the most of what we have? Do all our main um, practice areas, I'm going to say practice areas anymore, all our main pages that we have, are they up to like the standards of today? It doesn't happen as much as I think people realize. Yeah. I worked at a place where they they had blogged stuff intermittently for years, and and they no one knew what they were doing SEO wise, right? Um, but it was a good a good place to build off of because I was able to find stuff, see where it ranked, kind of build out stuff that was already there, but change it and like put it in like a good format that actually could could convert, uh, and not have to rewrite it all myself, right? Like I I just was able to do it like that. I would say like there's a lot of websites and a lot of businesses that like have stuff like that, or like like it was like a half cocked SEO plan that wasn't really executed. So you got like some bare bones to work with. So, you know, if you're on a, a budget um, and you're in like a bigger, you know, not even a bigger company, just a, a company position, you're on a budget and you don't have a ton for content, always look at what you got before and how you can optimize it and maybe combine stuff. Use uh, use Ryan's acronym. What was it again? The CC. <laughs> it's not as memorable as your brr, what it's brr. Yeah, it's R R C. It's reoptimize, remove, redirect, or consolidate. But really, R R R C. R R C. Yep, yep. That's what we've been doing for a bit. Um, yeah. If I'm ever going to make a statement in the SEO community, that it's that. Maybe it. Maybe maybe. Dude. We'll we'll see. But um. Well, well, great advice, Ryan. Um. So if you're listening at home, I hope you got something out of this, and that's. Look at your content, damn it. <laughs> Look at it and optimize it. Yeah, especially even, you know, I mean, people spend so much time on it and you know, people have big websites and they're, they take pride in all their content, but take a look um, and, and kind of see how you can make the most of all the hard work you've already done. And um, I guess before we, we wrap up, really just one last segment, I, I said I was going to mention Google Search Console one last time and it's because I am, because I want to reiterate how it does go hand in hand with the strategy and how you can go to performance in Google Search Console. You can go on the page level and you can see transparently brought to you by none other than Google search console. Thank goodness that they will be very, very transparent about all the search queries that your individual pages are coming up for. And that is absolutely the core inspiration for um, additional keywords and potentially new content altogether. If you do want to go the route to be like, no, I want to continue creating all new content. I'm never going to stop. Well, at least put equal effort to reoptimization existing co- content. So maybe do it 50-50 in some instances. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here first. Probably. Maybe not. You, you heard, heard it again before. here. No, Neil Patel talked about this already, guys. <laughs> God, I don't know what he talks about. I don't look at any of this stuff. Okay, okay. Okay. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate all of our listeners. If you have a question at all, uh, or you'd like to be on the, the podcast, feel free to hit Ryan or I up at seosdeadandotherlies at gmail.com. Or you can leave, I'm actually going to do like a giant upload to YouTube. I, I tried to do it last week, but I kept Yeah, I think errors. you're like 50 episodes behind. No, no, no. It's not that many. Um, but like, 
I started to do it, but I kept getting an error from, from YouTube because I think it's like a, my Wi-Fi connection isn't strong. Like all, all these subjects were already covered by Neil Patel. Damn. Yeah, you can hit us, leave us a, a message on there. I'll, I'll see it. Uh, email is really the best way to, to get a hold of us, though, um, or at least the fastest. Uh, or leave us something on LinkedIn, too. That's um, both in our profiles, and we always respond to that stuff. But we love hearing from you guys is the point. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and we've responded to every person that's emailed us uh, recently. Yeah. And, and, well... Well, yes, we, we don't respond a lot of times to like cold pitches for things. no, not those like people that are like, oh, I'd like can I get a little bit of advice. Yeah. I like if you're know. if you're interested in, in something informational, but like if you work for a podcast marketing company that lines up, you know, people that talk on podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, Wait, and I haven't seen one of those in SEO. a while. Have you yeah, been getting more? If you're if you're not an SEO and you don't do it, we're probably not going to respond to your email. Just yeah, what would that? What would the point of that be? Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, you know, it, to any listener questions, anything like that, or we can we, we have to have you on too. And be sure to like, share, subscribe anywhere that you listen to our podcast at, and we'd appreciate that as well. Sounds good. Well, it was nice doing this with you, Paul, as usual. Yeah, right. <laughs> good, good to good to be back in the swing of things. Sure. All right. Well, thank you all so much. My name is Paul Warren. My name is Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lives. Bye, babies.